Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. The liberal snowflakes have their safe space. Conservatives believe in sovereign space. Welcome into your sovereign place. You're in the Sovereign Radio Show studios, broadcasting from the belly of the beast of Main Street Media, uncensored and unfiltered. You're listening to Sovereign Radio. Sovereign Radio will bring context to the issues and events that impact you, your family, and your job or your business. We're here to inform, educate, and expose the powerful global elite, the deep state. You're part of the information war on your TV, your radio, your desktop. Your devices have been infected with a virus known as fake news. Sovereign Radio is the anecdote. Sovereign Radio allows you to think critically, do your own research, and draw your own conclusions. We won't let the global institutions and their bought-off media shape the narrative. Sovereign Radio will present the issues, events, and stories in a way the mainstream media will never give them to you. Uncensored and unfiltered. Straight up, geopolitics, the central bank fiat money system, technology, business, and things uncommon. Get ready to lock and load. Now, here's the host of Sovereign Radio, Scotty Sachs. Friends, Americans, patriots, lend me your ears. I've come to bury the globalist cabal, their political sycophants, and the mainstream media, not to praise them. Welcome to Sovereign Radio. I'm your host, Scotty Sachs. Thanks for joining me today, and welcome to our listeners on KYYW, 1470 AM in Texas, and KCBQ, 1170 AM, The Answer, in San Diego, California. And welcome to our listeners streaming online in countries around the world. Today on Sovereign Radio, Sheriff Mack is back with a follow-up on the American Frontline Doctors, the AFLDS board lawsuit, against AFLDS founder and face of the organization, Dr. Simone Gold. We'll also have a segment later in the show with a bold and determined woman who's been saving girls' lives in China for a decade. She's Reggie Littlejohn, the woman behind the organization called Women's Rights Without Frontiers. And you don't want to miss Reggie. She's a real force for good. But first, I'm going to open the show with a guest, from last week creating an awful lot of buzz. We're going to talk again this week with a man at the center of the truther, alternative online media community. His audio files and interviews are getting millions of listens and views online. He remains anonymous and a bit mysterious, simply going by the name SG Anon. Now I'm going to do something that only Sovereign Radio can do, and that's bring together the world of online digital truther media, or patriot media as it's known, and the terrestrial world of broadcast mainstream media. You see, folks, information online that's widely researched, vetted, and accepted as truth on the Internet is non-existent mainstream broadcast media or terrestrial radio broadcasts like Sean Hannity or Mark Levin, for example. 
In other words, what is widely researched, vetted, and accepted as truth on the Internet is considered conspiracy theory in the mainstream media. Well, today, online truth or media collides again with mainstream media as I talk with one of the seminal voices in digital truth or media. His audio files and interviews are getting millions of views online as he weaves his knowledge and insight he gets from his military contacts with his calm, cool, and collect demeanor into what I would call intelligence briefings. Get ready to be enlightened by a man heard online millions of times a week. Here's my continuing discussion with SG Anon. Listen, I know military operations don't have timelines. They're set on missions, not not timelines. They don't look at calendars. But can you give us a sense? Do you think Trump comes back and Biden leaves before 2024? What do you think's in the cards there? I think that's a real possibility. Um, you know, I've I've gotten it wrong a couple of times as it relates to the U.S. election. And I think it's because, you know, between some between some disinformation and some research that I probably should have gone deeper with. Um, but regardless, I think that it's a good possibility still because we have this COVID crime that's going to be sort of on display next year. Um, the New York Times reported this on December 29th, 2021. I believe that was a flare. I believe that was a signal to all of their deep state buddies around the world. Hey, this is coming. This is in the cards. We have, you know, we have reason to believe that this is a real thing. Um, so understanding that we know that there has to be an enormous level of discovery sort of along coinciding with the COVID crime. Whether or not we see the return of Donald Trump before 2024 or maybe post tribunals in the, you know, over the winter cycle, maybe January of 2024. I'm not predicting that. I'm just saying it's a possibility. Um, you know, it's, it's really a wild card. The, the bigger aspect here and that I've come to really realize is, is very, very important to understanding the prog- the progress is understanding that the Q Alliance is not at all fighting for election fraud. Election fraud is part of the problem. They are fighting the problem, which is the group of individuals and the, and the networks and entities around the world that are involved with those individuals who have made all of the other problems like election fraud, treason, sedition, all of that sort of thing possible. Um, they also made the COVID crime possible. And I think that's going to be the sort of card that brings down the house. When we, when we unveil what happened with COVID, um, change will have to happen in this world because it will be the only alternative to chaos. For our listeners that, you know, are so inclined to, to, to get involved somehow, some way, I do believe the fix is local. Uh, would you agree that people need to get involved in their school boards and their local governments to uh, anything local that the fix is, in fact, local? at least in areas um, of the United States with how the United States government is structured. That's a, that is the way forward. Um, taking back the command and control in our communities is how we win for real. It's how we win at the end of the line, controlling our county governments, controlling our county seats of influence. Like you said, with school boards, you know, you don't have to be a hotshot businessman to, um, run for office. You don't have to have some sort of enormous, pedigree that's this is all a psyop that's been waged against you the founding fathers were mostly farmers and tradesmen 
All right. This is, it's really necessary to understand that the people who are working and living in the communities know best how to run those communities. And I think that at this point, we have sort of a mass consciousness that's primed to hear that message. This would be the perfect time if I were a plumber or a tradesman or a local businessman or someone, you know, a teacher that had very long standing in the, in the system, maybe advanced into, you know, board of education or things like that. I would absolutely run for public seats, public, um, influences in your local government you know best how to fix your communities you live there every day well i'm going to bring producer mark and he's been sitting patiently i know he's got a few questions mark fire away uh sg we've heard a lot uh about a transition in the financial markets and uh, of course we've been living under this fiat central banking system for so long since, uh, well, certainly 1913 when the Federal Reserve Bank Act was uh, kind of forced upon us. Um, what's your perspective of uh, the takedown of the central banking fiat system and ushering in a uh, what we've heard a lot about with this quantum financial system, uh, which would be asset backing to all the country's currencies? You know, it's an interesting, that's an interesting question to ask because that's actually the topic I'm actively researching. I'm trying to sort of piece together the puzzle of how this process may look because I don't think that it's going to be sort of the, the kind of drama event of 1929, but I think it is still going to cause the same level of awakening in the people. Um, it's increasingly looking to me like what we're doing in the financial world is we took command and control of the central banking systems, and now we're trying to, to take command and control of all of the financial hydras that spring forth downward into society from those systems. The crypto exchanges right now are experiencing what can only be described as a coordinated attack. Um, you know, and, and an interesting note, Sam Bankman-Fried was um, charged in the Bahamas with these crimes, and he was he was charged with, um, I think, a fraudulent figure of 1.7 billion, 17. So, you know, it's... I think it, what we have here is we have an, an escalation that is sort of in a cascading effect. And I think what we're doing is we're taking back certain financial sectors at different points along the way and attempting to um, sort of disempower them. If we can capture and convert them, we will. If they're no use to us, we leave them alone um, or we simply just cut them off and let them die. Um, but it's looking like as we take down this system, this process is eventually going to roll into areas like the COMEX, the stock market things of this nature, um, areas that are more publicly accessible, areas where a lot more money travels to sort of the mass consciousness is aware of, they interact with it every day. Um, how this looks, whether it's a crash, whether we ever lose access to money, whether we never lose access to money, you know, I couldn't say. I'm not a financial advisor, but it's, it's increasingly looking like we're moving the volatility across the financial arms of power in the world in these different markets and, and you know, avenues of commerce that they've created and it looks like we're going to bring them all down sort of in a, a domino effect when we come back i talk with sgnn about military tribunals for crimes against humanity with names like barack obama and anthony fauci you won't hear it anywhere else on broadcast radio so stick around it's straight ahead as sovereign radio rolls on Scotty Sachs here. I'm saluting patriot entrepreneur Mike Lindell. Mike and I both have the badge of honor and God's humility for infiltrating and subverting mainstream media and their sycophants while exposing the truth. 
Now, my pillow and Mike's Media Companies are slashing prices in support of Sovereign Radio with some great my pillow specials for you when you use promo code SR2022. Promo code SR2022 will open deep discounts and savings like pillows as low as 1988. Get a top shelf quality pillow for as little as 1988 or the biggest bed sheet sale in my pillow history with the Giza Dream bed sheets for as low as 29.98 or slippers just 49.98. Go to sovereignradio.net. That's sovereignradio.net and click on the my pillow logo in the upper right hand corner and save up to 66% with promo code SR2022. When it comes to talking about the left, his tongue is so sharp, he can cut an 18-ounce prime rib without a knife. Now, back to Scotty. Welcome back to Sovereign Radio. I'm your host, Scotty Sachs. Now let's jump right back into my conversation with us, Gianon. We pick up the conversation with our discussion about the reset of the financial system and move into a conversation about military tribunals for big-name criminals. Here's part two of my conversation today with SG Anon. You would agree we're not going to get Klaus Schwab's great reset. We're going to get uh, the uh, quantum financial reset and the asset-backed currency reset. I would agree with that. But I do want to say that as we go through these last moves of this war, so to speak, we're still ha- we're still seeing a, a power struggle going on in the deep areas of the business and financial worlds. And so I do think that this CBDC, that may be an agenda that they try to roll out over the next six to nine months. I need to interject for our listeners not familiar with the term CBDCs. CBDC stands for Central Bank Digital Currencies. They're the creation of the globalist bankers that want to eliminate cash completely and use only digital currency to further enslave us. We'll also talk about Central Bank Digital Currency later in the show with our upcoming guest, Reggie Littlejohn. Now back to my discussion with SG Anon. Whether that succeeds or not, I couldn't say. I certainly don't believe it will succeed. But I think that it is a card in their deck that they're they're rushing to play because they know the time is short. Um, how far we let this go before things sort of bring down the house, I, I really wish that I knew. Um, but I think it's a serious possibility that we go through the COVID system or the, excuse me, the COVID tribunal and, and the discovery of that, those tribunals and the unearthing of that awakening. And we arrive at the other side with a need to redo how we um, interact commercially, how we interact financially. And that could be the perfect ushering in of this, of a, of a QFS style system. But again, this is just speculation. Well, I think it's all speculation. We've been hearing about it for so long. And my research would suggest, as you have suggested, that there is a quantum initiative that they're working to develop everything quantum, uh, quantum science, technology, the research and education around uh, the quantum uh, world is seemingly uh, very uh, front and center right now. But um, I want to ask you uh, this tribunal that you speak of in 2023. Uh, I know our listeners would love to hear a few big names. Who are they saving for the public tribunals. We know that guys like uh, McCain and uh, old man G.H.W. Bush, we know they're gone from this earth. They were already put before military tribunals. But who are they saving? Who, who are some of the names you think they're going to 
march before the public and uh, hang out to dry, so to speak? Um, you know, that is that is quite the question. I think individuals like Hussein Obama are probably going to lose their legacy forever because of their actions. Uh, that man was just a horrible human being in, in every conceivable sense of the words. He was a true Manchurian uh, candidate, wasn't he? Yes, he was. He absolutely was. Um, he was the deep state's uh, sort of uh, sort of poster child, um, their, their wonder boy, if you will, um, willing to do anything and everything that his handlers uh, had him do and did some very, very wicked, wicked things. Um, you know, I think he's one of them. I think uh, we're going to see something with um, – the, it's hard to say, maybe the Rothschild family, individuals that are left over in that family lineage. Um, I think the CEO of uh, Pfizer and the CEO of Moderna stand a very real possibility of being publicly executed. Um, Anthony Fauci, I believe, will be um, saved for some sort of public trial of some kind. Uh, we may witness an execution or not. Um, and we, and it's important to highlight that we may not necessarily witness executions in real time. They may be released as, you know, files where you're able to look at them, but you're given the choice as far as that aspect. I don't believe that choice will be given with seeing things like confessions, um, documented proof, tribunals occurring in real time, um, sentences being given in real time. Um, those would be my speculations. You know, the, the individuals that we really want to show to the world are, are the hidden you know, as Q calls them the silent thieves, the hidden enemy, um, the individuals at the top of this structure who have sort of orchestrated the greatest crime ever committed. We really need to show them to the world and show the world that there are those places that do exist, those deep, dark places. And because we're aware of them, they can never exist again. You know, it's interesting. I saw a picture of Gitmo about, I think it was seven or eight years ago, and a picture of Gitmo today. Far more uh, infrastructure, more buildings, more roads, and an aerial view anyway. I saw much more infrastructure today. Also, you referenced uh, the air traffic, and uh, the guys who track that have, in fact, said there's been far more traffic into Gitmo. Would you agree that Gitmo's already a pretty active place? Uh, Gitmo is very is at is very close to, if not at capacity at this point, I've actually seen uh, things circulated on forums that seem to be very legitimate photographs of prison barges. Um, they are absolutely um, open and running for business as it were. They are a very, very busy um, prison. And I believe there are other prisons around the world, although I, I can't identify them because I'm not a hundred percent sure where they would be, but I, I would almost certainly think that there are other prisons of that style uh, strategically located in different areas of the world that are also very, very active. Um, you know, we've been executing sealed indictments and military arrest warrants on us, you know, members that were heavily involved in the child trafficking and the sort of very wicked um, Aztec style ceremonies that these individuals would, would conduct on human beings um, for a long time now. Um, it's really interesting to watch the air traffic into Guantanamo Bay. Um, I've noticed it being quite upticked over the last few weeks. And I think if, if what we're seeing um, in certain areas with D class is true, uh, we can expect that to continue. 
Well, our time is coming to a close, and I, I want to end on a very upbeat note. I think it was just your file 30. I believe it was either file 29 or 30. I'm paraphrasing. You said something to the effect, war cannot overwhelm love and war cannot overwhelm our creator. Would you expand on that thought? That's a, a good thought to end on. You know, the greatest irony, and this is how you know just how stupid these people are. The greatest irony is that they're warring against the creative life force. They're warring against the endless love that we know as God or the almighty. Um, the very energy, the very consciousness that sustains them, they're warring against that. Um, you know, this, this war can never overcome the creator because none of this reality is possible without, without him. None of this reality is possible without um, the source of all things. The source of all things is how we exist. It's how we interact. I believe personally, just from a personal lens, that we are the vessel through which infinite love plays with itself. And so to think for a moment that they're going to, to overwhelm such a powerful, such an awe-inspiring power is erroneous. Um, war will never overwhelm the creator, the creator is eternal. The creator is forever. And, and we are beings that have a direct connection to that creator. And this cabal hates us for it. And that's why we're here. Thanks to SGNN. And you can find him on rumble by searching Q news Patriot. That's SGNN on rumble search Q news Patriot coming up. Mac is back with our let freedom ring segment as Sheriff Mac and I update us. Thanks to SGNN, and you can find him on Rumble by searching the term Q News Patriot. That's SGNN on Rumble. Search Q News Patriot. Coming up, Mac is back with our Let Freedom Ring segment as Sheriff Mac updates us on the AFLDS, the American Frontline Doctors Board lawsuit against founder Dr. Simone Gold. It's on the other side as Sovereign Radio continues. Scotty Sachs here. I'm saluting Patriot Entrepreneur Mike Lindell. Mike and I both have the badge of honor and God's humility for infiltrating and subverting mainstream media and their sycophants while exposing the truth. Now my pillow and Mike's media companies are slashing prices in support of Sovereign Radio with some great my pillow specials for you when you use promo code SR2022. Promo code SR2022 will open deep discounts and savings like pillows as low as 1988. Get a top shelf quality pillow for as little as 1988 or the biggest bed sheet sale in my pillow history with the Giza Dream bed sheets for as low as 29.98 or slippers just 49.98. Go to sovereignradio.net that's sovereignradio.net and click on the my pillow logo in the upper right hand corner and save up to 66% with promo code SR2022. May God have mercy upon liberals, because this man won't. From the Sovereign Radio Studio, here's Scotty Sachs. Welcome back to Sovereign Radio. I'm your host, Scotty Sachs. Mac is back. Sheriff Richard Mack from the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association, known as the CSPOA, joins me for another edition of Let Freedom Ring. And today I continue my discussion with Sheriff Mack, who serves on the board of directors of America's Frontline Doctors, known as AFLDS, 
We talk about the lawsuit the board of directors filed against the AFLDS founder, Dr. Simone Gold. Keep in mind, Dr. Gold handpicked the board that is suing her. The board consists of Sheriff Mack, Pastor Richard Jurgen from Awaken Church, and Joey Gilbert, a retired professional boxer, attorney, and former candidate for governor of Nevada. Here's our exclusive Let Freedom Ring segment with Sheriff Richard Mack. Joining me now in the Sovereign Radio studio via Zoom, Mack is back. Sheriff Richard Mack from the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association. Sheriff Mack, welcome back. It's great to see you again as always. Well, thanks, Scotty. It's great to be with you this beautiful, and I mean beautiful, Tuesday morning here in Arizona. Beautiful here in San Diego as well. I'll tell you, Sheriff Mack, I never get the kind of feedback I got from our discussion last week. People are quite dismayed and uh, discontented about what is going on with um, the AFLDS. With AFLDS, people are shocked, quite yeah. shocked by the turn of events, as you had said you were too. Yeah. Um, what is that? How is that going to play out? What do you think is going to happen there? I don't think there's any way she can win. Uh, uh, she's suing me and Joey personally, but she hasn't asked for any monetary damages. Uh, when we win, we're going to ask her uh, to return all the monies. Uh, and I believe that's going to be very difficult for her. Uh, but she has no legal standing on this. Uh, there's no question that she resigned. Uh, and this would be the same when we're, we're, we're actually in a battle with, uh, the banks, uh, because they have received some, uh, misinformation from her, or at least some of them have. And so they have frozen the accounts until, uh, it's over. But the thing of it is, we're not able to pay, uh, staff and to take care of the basic needs of running the organization because the accounts have been frozen. Uh, uh, luckily, Joey has some reserves uh, with a, a trust in a law firm uh, where some monies are. <clears throat> but uh, we're we're trying not to use those right now and still use uh, the other bank accounts that were set up for that. This would be, this is what happens, Scotty, to put it in perspective. Well, I'll use this metaphor. Because I told this to one of the bankers that I was dealing with just yesterday. This would be the same as a bank manager uh, walking in one day and saying, I, I'm resigning. Uh, I'm no longer going to be the chief executive officer of this bank. Uh, and they said, well, well we're, we're sorry to leave you. They said, well, and he'll say, uh, oh, well, okay, if you need anything, let me know. I'm not leaving. And, and if there's anything that I can help you with, please give me a call. And then that person uh, takes their stuff out of the office and leaves, goes on, does some other things with an, a new uh, company. And then that person has a, a mishap legally and spends 60 days in jail. And then they decide after they get out that they don't like a few things that have happened and come back to the company and they walk back into the bank and they say, uh, I'm unresigning and I'm back and now I'm in charge again. 
So I asked, I asked the banker helping me. I said, would you do that? Would you support that? Would you say that person has a legal standing to come back and take over? She goes, of course not. And I said, that's exactly what has happened here. Exactly 100%. That is what's happened here. And I said, so would you expect to uh, freeze the account to where you can't get people paid and, and run the, and run the office and run the business? She goes, no, you're right. Uh, obviously, it wasn't her that froze the account. And so uh, that's really what Dr. Gold has done here. And it's, it's really sad. You know, at uh, every level, she <laughs> violated business ethics 101. But um, I got a question with a, a 501c3 organization like AFLDS. What is the acceptable level of an executive compensation? Obviously, she went well above and beyond a $3.6 million home, hundreds right. of thousands of dollars worth of cars. What is acceptable, would you say? Well, first of all, uh, you need to remember that the money uh, is coming from donors all over the country that expect that your the money will be used for the mission statement. Sure. And the mission statement of the AFLDS is something I totally believe in. That's medical freedom. Uh, and that we provide an alternative for people who are looking for non-CDC uh, guidelines and that they don't have to follow them and they don't have to be vaxxed. And if they, they've been vaxxed, they can uh, try to find some remedies for the vaccination, destroying them, uh, causing them all sorts of problems. I'm proud of, of the work that Dr. Gold did to get us to this point. Uh, I don't know what happened to her, uh, but uh, w- we have evidence that she resigned and and really, Scotty, this is even more embarrassing. She is saying that her resignation uh, was null and void and did not apply because we did not fulfill her request uh, to give her one point five million dollars when she resigned. <laughs> does that make it better or does that make it worse? Well, I think she's digging a hole every time she opens. I her know. Mouth. I know. So she said that the resignation, but the thing of it is, there's no record of her making that demand to us. And I would have told her no anyway. Uh, and and they call me Sheriff No, because I'm the one that's always saying no to everything. Right. Uh, and, and so if it's, I don't believe, to answer your question, I don't believe there's any percentage, but they show the percentages of 501c3s. It's public knowledge. Right. How much money goes to paying uh, employees and how much goes to the movement? Well, of course, every organization needs employees if you're going to make it happen. At CSPOA, we have a a very few skeletal crew, but we don't have a lot of money. Uh, AFLDS raised some real serious money, and I think they still are, although we don't know what those numbers are because we believe that she has funneled some of those off to her own whatever she's doing. Uh, so we don't really know where all the monies are going right now. We think that it will be problems. We don't want AFLDS to get a bad reputation out of what's going on here. Uh, we were doing this to stop her frivolous spending uh, and giving money and, and credit cards to family and boyfriends and, and others uh, that really weren't working for the company. Uh, her boyfriend was fired uh, from the company and she, now is putting back on with her own personal uh, monies coming from this. And, uh, you know, 
there's some there's some uh, 501c3 and charities out there that pay uh, some employees exorbitant salaries. I'm against that. I don't want any of that here, and it needs to be done minimally. What she was doing was exorbitant, uh, and uh, those cars were exorbitant, as you mentioned. The home was crazy exorbitant, uh, and I, I just, I, I just, it was time to stop all that. Um, Sounds like she may be under the influence of a, a relationship she's in. And a lot of this is about her boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. it sure and, sounds and, like and, it. Well, and, and, we, and we fired him, and now she came back and tried to say, oh, no, you're not fired. I will take care of you, you know, and it's 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 pretty sad. Let's switch gears uh, something yeah. positive that's going on. Um, I am working with uh, the National Taker Power Back Voter Fraud Initiative. Jack yeah. Frost is a part of that, working with the CSPOA. Uh, People are going out and canvassing and getting affidavits from the public as to voter fraud. And it's being presented to sheriffs. And what is your expectation of the sheriffs who are confronted with voter fraud and presented the evidence of voter fraud? You would expect them to follow that through and investigate, wouldn't you? Yeah, that's exactly what we expect. And Jack Frost and I had a very good conversation with Sheriff uh, Mims from Fresno County. And uh, she was very positive about it, but there's one problem is is she's retiring. (laughs) So she honestly believes that the new sheriff uh, will follow up with all of this. Look, the canvassing actually gets affidavits from people who voted or people who voted from their address. And these affidavits are being signed by people saying, no, 10 people did not vote from this address. Only two right. of us did. When you get about a hundred of those, you turn those over to the sheriff and the sheriff investigates. Now they can do that in conjunction with state officials. Some are saying they'll turn it over to the state. Some are saying, no, I'll do the investigation. If it occurred in my County, I'll do the investigation. Some are saying we'll turn it over to the city police and they'll do the investigation. Regardless, sheriffs and police chiefs uh, should be following up with this. And if the state does not do the investigation, then by damn, you should. And we should make sure that these crimes are being fully investigated and hopefully prosecuted to the full extent of the law. Thanks to Sheriff Mac, and you can help Sheriff Mac and the CSPOA by joining the CSPOA posse at CSPOA.org. That's CSPOA.org. Coming up, my discussion with a bold and determined woman that's been saving girls' lives in communist China for a decade. My discussion with Reggie Littlejohn, the woman behind the organization called Women's Rights Without Frontiers. It's up next as Sovereign Radio rolls on. Scotty Sachs here for 7K Metals. If you're listening to Sovereign Radio, you probably know the value of gold and silver. Whether you own gold and silver and want to buy more or want to make your first purchase ever, at 7K, we have an exclusive membership model that for the first time, regardless of your financial circumstances or how little you have to spend, makes buying gold and silver easy and accessible to you. We use the power of gold and silver to provide people like you financial independence, preserve wealth, 
and live an exceptional life. Our exclusive membership will give you access to the power of gold and silver at the absolute best prices. I'm a 7K satisfied member, and you will be too. Check out 7K online at SovereignRadio7K.com. That's SovereignRadio7K.com. Fill out our scheduled appointment form, and you'll automatically be entered to win a one-ounce Silver Eagle coin. There's no purchase necessary. Go to SovereignRadio7K.com now and click on the scheduled appointment form and enter to win a one-ounce Silver Eagle coin. We are in a spiritual war. Now, back to the man on a mission to explain why God wins, Scotty Sachs. Welcome back to Sovereign Radio. I'm your host, Scotty Sachs. In our final segment today, I talk with Reggie Littlejohn from the organization Women's Rights Without Frontiers. Reggie's been working with boots on the ground in China to save girls' lives from an oppressive regime that views the birth of girls as undesirable. Here's my discussion with Reggie Littlejohn. What's the background here, Reggie? What compelled you to get into uh, this mission, this line of work? When when somebody has a passion for saving lives, there must be a story behind how you got into this. Well, that's that's true, and it's a good question because... I never, growing up in Los Angeles and all, all, all that, never thought I would be saving lives in China or focusing on the, on the one-child policy. So <clears throat> I was an attorney working in the San Francisco Bay Area. Um, I was a ca- complex commercial and intellectual property litigator. So that was the sort of bread and butter of what I did, but on a pro bono basis. In, in other words, I volunteered or my firm volunteered with me to represent these um, Chinese refugees in their cases of for political asylum in the United States. This was in the mid-90s, and my first refugee was somebody who had been forcibly sterilized meaning that they had literally physically dragged her out of her home, screaming and crying and strapped her down to a table and performed this invasive abdominal surgery with no anesthesia, which left her, I believe, permanently disabled um, through an infection that followed it. And that's how I learned that, the propaganda that the Chinese Communist Party was pushing out that the one-child policy was voluntary was a complete lie. It was enforced through forced abortion, forced sterilization, and infanticide, the killing of babies. Um, And so, long story short, I left the practice of law. I established women's rights without frontiers to expose and oppose forced abortion in China. Um, So, according to an old statistic of the Chinese Communist Party, maybe 10 years at this point, they claim to have prevented 400 million lives through the one-child policy. Um, and 400 million, that number is uh, it, it's greater than the entire population of the United States and Canada combined. And most of those lives were prevented through forced abortion and forced sterilization. And as I said, even infanticide. So since that time, China in 2016 moved to a two-child policy. They have since moved to a three-child policy. 
And every time China makes any uh, adjustment in its population control program, it gets announced as, you know, China abandons the one child policy. China abandons, um, you know, they, they deliberately try to give the impression that they are abandoning coercive population control, but they are not. And so the current law is the three child policy. Um, what that means is every married couple is allowed to have three children. So it is still legal in China for them to forcibly abort unmarried women and fourth children. And they are still practicing um, forced abortion and, and sterilization and all kinds of atrocities in Xinjiang province against the Uyghurs where they are committing genocide, according to credible reports. Reggie, do you feel they would move all of these policies and, and, and all of these uh, tactics they use with forced abortion? They'd love to move that into the United States, wouldn't they? Well, I don't know who, who, who they is. I mean, the Chinese Communist Party certainly would. But I will tell you something, Scotty, that concerns me about the encroachment of Chinese-style totalitarianism, which is that in China, um, they have something called the social credit system. Are you familiar with that at all? Very much so, yes. Okay, so, so, so what they have is they have um, a centralized database that is attached to a person's phone that, that has you know, real-time facial recognition, uh, real-time geolocation, so they know what you look like, they know where you are, they know who your friends are because they know who the, who the people who are around you. Um, it's attached to your medical history, your criminal history, all your social media searches or your or social media posts and your internet search history, and it's attached to your credit cards and your bank account, so it's attached to every purchase that you make. And they, you, and oh, oh, forget, let's not forget, it's, it's attached to your religious activities. Um, it's attached to everything. If you spend time on the internet playing internet games, if you do something they call Xi Jinping thought, which is like a brainwashing program, you get points on your social credit score. So they use this whole thing to come up with a score for every person about how, what a good citizen they are. Well, what do they mean by a good citizen? A good citizen is somebody who is completely compliant to the Chinese Communist Party, never challenges them, and just does everything they say, all right? So if you're a good citizen by their definition, you don't make any waves, you can get a high score and live what looks like a normal life. But if you start dissenting from them, if you post something critical of the government, um, God forbid you, you you actually go and protest something, and, and even more, even worse, if you organize the protest, they will discipline you. Your score will go down. So in the beginning, bad things will happen to you, like you can lose your job. You can, your kid cannot get into a good school. You can't travel. And with, and it's these are all done by these COVID passports that they have. You need a green, your COVID passport on your phone needs to be green. If it's red, you will not even be able to get on the bus. You will not be able to get a taxi. You will not be able to buy food at the store. You're going to have to quarantine at your house if you're lucky. Otherwise, they can drag you out and quarantine you in a quarantine facility. Um, so then if your social credit score goes down below that, um, you can end up with uh, getting cut off from your credit cards and your bank accounts. 
And if it goes up down below that, they'll just disappear you. You know, they know where you are. They know what you look like. You can just disappear. And that's happened to a lot of dissidents in China. So that's what concerns me about coming to the United States. So, Reggie, you're the only um, organization, Women's Rights Front, uh, Women's Rights Without Frontiers, is the only organization with boots on the ground. And you're saving lives in China. You've got a Save a Girl campaign. Would you tell us about that? How does that work? Well, thank you for asking. That that campaign is like the light of my life. Uh, because, you know, we're talking about all this dark stuff. And, you know, it, it's dark and getting darker. But what we are doing is we are the only organization in the world, as you said, that has boots on the ground inside of China. So we have a network of... Really, actually, um, they happen to be very powerful Christians in China that are saving baby girls and abandoned widows. And so according to our we, we find out about women in China who are being pressured to abort or abandon their baby because she's a girl. So this is the thing. You know, we were talking before about the 400 million lives prevented by the one child policy mm-hmm. um, that that was done by the government that was forced abortion done by the government but there was also selective abortion against the baby girls done by families because they have son preference in China they think boys are better than girls for a variety of reasons um, none of which are legitimate obviously I disagree with that but that, that is their culture um, especially out in the countryside and um, so when a family is only allowed to have one kid, they wanted that kid. A lot of families wanted that kid to be a boy. So it was not the government that was forcing these women to have abortions. It was their families that they would um, pressure the woman to have an ultrasound. And when if she was carrying a girl, they would then pressure her to abort that girl so that she would be able to have a boy. This is continuing under the two child policy and even under the three, three child policy because son preference continues in China. Um so that second daughters are at, at, at great risk of, of uh, forced abortion, not forced abortion, but selective abortion or abandonment. Meaning, um, I mean, it, it can mean anything from leaving a baby girl by the river to die, you know, to, to mother, more often it's mothers being pressured by their mother-in-law or their father or, or their husband to adopt the baby, give the baby up for adoption when she doesn't want to. I mean, can you imagine me being forced to, to give up your daughter for adoption? So what we do is when we find out about a situation like that is um, we will go to the family. Like one of our field workers will go to go to the door of, the, of that mother and, and say, hi, um, we understand that you have a baby girl. Congratulations. Girls are as good as boys, which is something that is never heard in the Chinese countryside. And we will give you a stipend of $25 a month for a year to empower you to keep your daughter. And so what that does, that $25 is a month, $25 a month. It enables the mother to go back to her husband and go back to her mother-in-law and say, look, I can't abort. I can't abandon this baby girl. She's a lucky girl. Look, she's already bringing money into the family. And we have saved hundreds of baby girls in China that way. What a great program. Um, how long has uh, Save a Girl campaign been uh, going on, Reggie? It's going to turn 10 next year. Wow. So do you have a count on how many girls you've saved? 
Well, it's over 300 at this point. Thanks to Reggie Littlejohn, and you can find her important work at womensrightswithoutfrontiers.org. That's womensrightswithoutfrontiers.org. Well, that's all the time we have today on Sovereign Radio. The next two weeks, we're on Christmas and New Year's break, but you can still tune in and hear a great rebroadcast of a past show. From the Sovereign Radio family to your family, we wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Until we're back January 4th, 2023, stay in prayer for our nation. We'll perform a random act of kindness this holiday season and give someone you love a hug every day. We'll see you Saturday, January 4th. This is Scotty Sachs. Over and out. Happy holidays. Scotty Sachs here for 7K Metals. If you're listening to Sovereign Radio, you probably know the value of gold and silver. Whether you own gold and silver and want to buy more or want to make your first purchase ever, at 7K, we have an exclusive membership model that for the first time, regardless of your financial circumstances or how little you have to spend, makes buying gold and silver easy and accessible to you. We use the power of gold and silver to provide people like you financial independence, preserve wealth, and live an exceptional life. Our exclusive membership will give you access to the power of gold and silver at the absolute best prices. I'm a 7K satisfied member, and you will be too. Check out 7K online at SovereignRadio7K.com. That's SovereignRadio7K.com. Fill out our scheduled appointment form, and you'll automatically be entered to win a one-ounce Silver Eagle coin. There's no purchase necessary. Go to SovereignRadio7K.com now and click on the scheduled appointment form and enter to win a one-ounce Silver Eagle coin.